0: Greetings everyone and welcome back to the preacher's corner. I'm Pastor Jay and we are back in the letter that Paul has written to Philemon. We're going to be starting back up in verse number 8 and we're going to be looking at how masterfully Paul writes unto uh, this Philemon for the purpose of of taking care of Onesimus, his once slave. But now brother in Christ, so it's pretty exciting. And and just as a little bit of background before we dive into this, remember Onesimus was was an unprofitable slave. He was he was one that, that Philemon had received, who had been rebellious, who had done no no good work for Philemon, and ultimately who, who ran away. And in his escape and through his journeys from being a runaway slave for Philemon he encounters Paul now under the teachings and preachings of the apostle Paul this Onesimus he comes to faith in Jesus Christ and of course at this point you have this issue where you, you have this man who has become a profitable servant of the Lord uh, to the apostle Paul, but that it is understood that this is one of Onesimus's slaves or servants that had run away. And, of course, Paul wants to ensure that amends is made between this servant Onesimus and his former master uh, Philemon. And being as that the apostle paul was the one who led philemon to christ as he just led onesimus to christ he is going to ensure the reunion of onesimus to philemon but he's going to ensure onesimus's life as as being preserved for that, that punishment of a runaway slave at the minimum would have been a severe beating and would have been some time locked up in pretty harsh uh, circumstances, some type of dungeon type of, of cell that would be there at the home and and so that would be at the minimum and of course his life being taken as price for his treachery of of running away at at a usual issue so what we have is onesimus being returned to philemon but this time not as a slave but literally as a brother and this is a really important letter and a really important connectional relationship that is happening because it, it, just as the scripture reveals about each and every one of us through the Apostle Paul that at one time, every one of us were slave to sin. Every one of us were were considered to be runaway slaves before God. For we had we had turned from the Lord, we had dove into our sin. Uh, we were, as revealed in chapter number two, children of disobedience under the prince of the power of the air and dead in our trespasses and sins. And so it's very important to recognize that the relational aspect that Paul is bringing out between Philemon and between Onesimus, because what what Onesimus was to Philemon before his salvation was exactly what we were to god before our salvation and and the the penalties that would be applied to Onesimus for being that runaway slave without salvation are the are are the similar penalties of of torment of of a holding facility that would be there and ultimately death for treachery so we, we see the similarities, and, and thus Jesus came, and, and like Paul came to Onesimus and led him to salvation, Jesus came to us and revealed the gospel of his life's treasure uh, given for us, and, and as we become children of God, we no longer become runaway slaves, but reunited brethren, and that that is the the purpose behind this whole letter but i also like pointing out the the techniques of paul so paul is returning this this essentially runaway slave who has now become a brother paul is returning this young man onesimus to his master philemon but at the position of of reminding Philemon that there was a time where he was exactly like Onesimus to the Lord, and that it was through the efforts and preaching of this apostle Paul who would bring Philemon to the right relationship with, with God through Jesus Christ. And so that when Onesimus returns in this letter, you're seeing that that Paul also is is revealing that and saying now you need to receive this Onesimus as as you receive me or as you would receive Timothy or you would receive any of the other guys in our company that you would receive this Onesimus not in the in the frame of this former runaway slave, but that you would actually receive him as a profitable servant of the Lord and a brother in Christ. So there's some sweet techniques that you will see written throughout this letter. Uh, Some techniques that we discovered from yesterday, for instance, the, the way that Paul uh, tends to set him up by buttering up, buttering him up a little bit. He says, "I thank God, making mention of you always in my prayers." Verse number four, he said, "Hearing your love of the faith which you have toward the Lord Jesus Christ, ensuring that 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 he is a servant and child of God." That the sharing of your faith may become effective by the acknowledgement of every good thing that is in you in Christ Jesus. There's nothing good of a man in his own right, but that he has received Christ. The good of Jesus begins to build within him, and he's acknowledging that in Philemon. He says, for you have great joy and consolation in love. He's saying you're, you're full of joy, you're full of love. I see the fruits of the Spirit in you because the hearts of the saints have been refreshed. This is how I know. A person can say that they love you, but if that person does not, provide refreshment for you then do they really actually love you i mean there's fruits of the spirit right love joy peace goodness greatness you know goodness kindness rather gentleness uh, self-control we we understand that these fruits of the spirit exist but the way in which we know that that a person truly has them is in the manner by which they use them our faith is not a faith of words, our faith is a faith of actions, and, and Paul is ensuring that Philemon understands he knows of his actions, which all are important means to set up the stage to be able to say, okay, now it's time for you to go to action again and receive this slave, that, or the, this man that once was a slave, and but that now is your brother. Oh, mercy. He, he opens right off the bat, uh, a fellow laborer, he says. He says, you're a beloved friend, a fellow laborer. He, he praises God for Apphia, his wife Archippus recognized a fellow soldier, which is the son of Philemon and the, the church that is happening in his house. I mean, all of these great things that that set the stage for this plea that we're about to cover. So, it's it's totally worth it, guys. What a powerful letter and and perhaps it'll it'll teach us a little bit more of of how to respond to each other. Perhaps this will teach us a little more how to how to communicate between the brethren and one another, especially if we've got some heated situations that are going on between people's that that needs to be resolved perhaps some of the the writing some of the speech of paul can help us understand best how to communicate to all parties involved without flaring up the situation by picking aside and being stupid <laughs> never know the apostle paul is truly a a craftsman of speech and it's it's a thrill to read father we thank you for the blessing of this time we have together we ask you, Lord, to continue giving us such joy, giving us such a thrill of studying your word, of learning the the attitudes and, and the personalities of these people that we're able to study. And Father, the reality of your children's lives is the reality of the gospel, and so that we understand, Lord, even in our time for the Sunday messages, like the life of Jonah we're going through, that... It's not just the words of a person's mouth that you're going to use to touch the world, but you're going to use their whole life. And Lord, there are, there are a lot of ways in which you have already used our individual lives for the, for the purpose of your glory. We pray that you will continue to use us as you see fit, that we may be, Lord, just like Paul, or just like Onesimus, maybe, or just like Philemon and be servants of your kingdom. We'll thank you and praise you in the blessed name of Jesus today. Amen. All right, guys, kicking up in verse number 8 of Philemon. It's only in one chapter, as it would be a letter that only has one page, so to speak. So let's dive into his life and see what we've got here. The scripture goes forward to say, Therefore, though I might be very bold in Christ to command you what is fitting, Yet for love's sake I rather appeal to you, being such a one as Paul the aged, and now also a prisoner of Jesus Christ. I appeal to you for my son Onesimus, whom I have begotten while in my chains, who once was unprofitable to you, but now is profitable to you and to me. I am sending him back, you therefore receive him, that is, my own heart, whom I wish to keep with me, that on your behalf he might minister to me in my chains for the gospel. So from verse 8 to 13, you have this very powerful onset of the plea for the purpose of Onesimus's life. And very powerful points. Look at the first. He says, Though I might be very bold in Christ to command you, what is fitting? Yet, for love's sake, I rather appeal. In other words, Paul said, "You know, I could command this, but I'm choosing to appeal to your better half. I'm trusting this is this is powerful because Paul is is, is actually commanding this thing that he wants to be done." But he's commanding this in such a framework as that he would be saying, look, I'm trusting in you to make the right decision. I'm trusting in you to do what's right. I'm going to appeal to to your humanity on behalf of Onesimus, even though you know that I can command you to do this. So it's it's really exciting to see the way in which Paul crafts his, his speech so that his commanding presence comes through even though he he is covering that presence with with the bond of love so to speak so he says i'm gonna be very bold in christ by the way so it's not the apostle paul technically who is making the commandment but note the fact that he says though i might be very bold in christ So, the command that would come for for this man to receive Onesimus would actually be a command that would be coming from Christ, who would even be recognized, of course, by all parties involved as being well above the Apostle Paul. He says, therefore, I might be very bold in Christ to command you what is fitting, yet. I'm not going to be the one to command you. He said, for love's sake. He's saying, Let love command you. Let love be the appeal on Onesimus' part that drives you to receive him as I'm about to command you. (laughs) I love it. He says, now, adding a little bit of uh, power behind the statement here. He says, yet for love's sake, in verse number 9, I rather appeal to you, being such a one as Paul (laughs) <laughs> the aged in other words uh you better listen to your elders right you, you there is a respect that is afforded unto those whom we consider to be our aged ones and 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 we tend to even if we think that they're quacks, even if we think that they're crazy, even even if we think that, that there's no possible way they could understand or could be correct. Yet still, as they speak, our, our society has trained us that they are uh, speaking from a position of wisdom, for they are our elders, and that that affords them a due respect. And so Paul plays that card with Philemon, as he says, being such a one as Paul, the aged, and and he puts the point that you know Onesimus used to be uh, a servant, and as a runaway servant, he has now become a prisoner. As soon as he's received by Philemon, certainly he's going to be put in a holding facility. He's going to be considered a prisoner until it is decided what Philemon wants to do with him. And so Paul adds that to verse number 9. He says, being such a one as Paul the aged, and now also a prisoner of Jesus Christ. (laughs) Oh, by the way, if Paul is a prisoner of Jesus Christ, what is Philemon? Uh, What are you? Uh, That's right. So he comes down, verse number 10, he says, I appeal to you for, look how he refers to Onesimus, for my son, now, Philemon would also be seen as a son of Paul, just as Timotheus or Timothy that's with Paul would be seen as, and so we would find that that he as Paul makes this appeal for for Onesimus that he says, I appeal to you for my son, Onesimus, which immediately sets him apart from being a servant as to being a part of of the Apostle Paul himself. He says, I appeal to you for my son Onesimus, whom I have begotten while in my chains. (laughs) Paul just keeps driving this point of being a prisoner, and the fact, he's not lying. It is true. Paul is a prisoner, of Rome. And at this point Paul is being escorted to the the palace, to the emperor's home, to to present to the Caesar that the reason why he is is in all of this trouble with the Hebrew people that he is so offended. So he technically is in chains and Needless to say, it's during these journeys that Paul would make on the way to Rome that, that he would be preaching in all of the places that he has been able to preach in in the, the course of that journey. And it would be a point at which he would come across Onesimus as he journeys. And he says that it was during this point of time of being a prisoner for the Lord Jesus Christ that he would come across onesimus and that he would bring him to faith in jesus christ even while in chains the whole point is important because paul is saying i i relate to what onesimus is for i a servant of of jesus am am thrust in chains and being put in these holding facilities and being punished and ultimately as we know that paul will have to face the caesar and 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 ultimately give his life as a martyr for the for the faith, he's saying, I know exactly what Onesimus is facing. I'm I'm going through it every day, and I want to ensure that when when he returns to make things right with you, that you receive him not as a runaway slave, but as one of my sons or as me. And that's going to change everything in in the way that that Onesimus is to be addressed, he acknowledges, verse number 11, Paul acknowledges that Onesimus was once unprofitable to to Philemon, but now he is very profitable both to Philemon and to Paul. Now at one point Onesimus is not profitable for he is a, he is not a worthy servant to the house and in fact becomes a runaway thereby costing a lot of time, costing a lot of labor, costing a lot cost, causing a lot of trouble for Philemon and for his household, and for the for the others who would be servants to Philemon within that household. And by the way, this isn't a household where you're going to find servants being mistreated and and, and not taken care of, and and all of those things, for we know that the whole household of Philemon is a Christian home, therefore these servants would be very well cared for, very well provided for. It's just the the worthlessness of, of a point in Onesimus' life that, that he would even be considering the point of running away, and the, the wrath of Philemon for these difficulties that are created in the running away of Onesimus that that Paul's trying to uh, bind back together. He said, I am sending him back. In other words, this isn't something that Onesimus necessarily would have done on his own accord, but because of his respect for the wishes of his father in the faith, recognized as as the Apostle Paul, as he would return to Philemon to respect the wishes of Paul. And so Paul said, I'm sending him back. Now this is a respect that is afforded unto Philemon, as recognizing that Onesimus would be a servant of Philemon that had run run away, that, that Paul would expect Onesimus to respect his master who is now his brother in Christ by returning to fulfill that which was to be paid and that that is also a Christian ethic in itself as though you might be the servant of this person because you have this debt that needs to be fulfilled you go back and you gladly fulfill it you serve your master who will care for you as my brother. (laughs) So he said, I'm sending him back. You therefore, you, do you see this? But The way that this is spoken. You therefore receive him. That is my own heart. In other words, receive Onesimus not as that runaway slave, but as me, as my own heart. Now, there is this unique relationship that we see that is between Philemon and and the apostle Paul, and that they are very close together. They are a, a two people that would be considered as knit together in the love of Christ. And so as, as Paul is sending Onesimus back to Philemon, he's saying, Receive him. That that is my own heart. Now, his point, I wish to keep him with me. This is in reference to how important that Onesimus has become to the Apostle Paul during this point of his life's journey while in chains, keeping in mind. So, Onesimus is someone that is very important to Paul, someone who is profitable for the ministry as Paul continues on, but it is necessary for this amends to to take place so that any potential wanted signs or posters that Philemon would have put out uh, on Onesimus to have him captured and be returned, any potential people who know the situation, all of that can be satisfied and settled by this this union and reunion that, that can take place between Onesimus and Philemon so that the fires that exist between the two, the schisms and the divisions, can be done away with and and uh, reunion and reconciliation can be the end result. So he says, I wish to keep him with me, that on your behalf he might minister to me in my chains for the gospel. So it, it would be a blessing to me if Onesimus could stay with me because of the way in which he's ministered to me, and that he may do so with your understanding, with your knowledge. In other words, as I send him back to you, that you can can make amends with him and then send him back to me, for he is uh, very profitable to me in this point of my life, and that he may minister to me on behalf of you. In other words, you, Philemon, don't have the ability to follow me and, and minister to me, but... This Onesimus, who has become my son in the faith, can be with me to minister uh, unto me on your behalf. So in other words, as your servant and a servant to the Lord Jesus Christ, you could send Onesimus back to me. And therefore, as he serves me, it's in your stead I have you with me. So he says, Whom I wish to keep with me, that on your behalf he might minister to me in my chains for the gospel. But, verse number 14, without your consent I wanted to do nothing, that your good deed might not be by compulsion, as it were, but voluntary. He said, I'm not going to do anything until you establish it because I don't want this to be a situation where this guy is going to continually run away from you. Look, if you're going to kill him, kill him. If you're going to if you're going to release him, release him. But something's got to be done in the to reconcile this division between you and Onesimus. And there's a couple of things Paul says that I want you to keep in mind. One, he's my son. Two, he's profitable both to you and to me because he's taking care of me while I'm in my chains at this point in my ministry's life. Three, he's he's not a servant of yours anymore, but a fellow brother and joint heir with Christ. And four, both of you are my sons, and I'm not going to have either one of my sons holding a grudge against the other, but that both of my sons are going to do what's right. He says, now, without, I'm not going to do anything without your consent, because your good deed doesn't need to be by compulsion, but your good deed needs to be what it is with insight. And so, it needs to be voluntary. So, it comes down in verse number 15. He says, for perhaps he departed for a while, for this purpose in other words he's saying the whole reason why he ran away from you is so that he could run into me and receive the gospel and be saved he said who's to say and this is very important for us to understand too because we have a lot of things that are going on in our lives i mean that there's this drought there's there's all kinds of things that are happening in our lives at this moment and it's so easy for us to find the negative in everything guys we we are champions about diving into the negative and and never even once considering the possibility of anything being positive okay but this is exactly what Paul is turning this negative runaway into is hey, who's to say that this young man was not prompted by by the Lord to run away from you so that he could run into me, so that the gospel could come to his heart and so that he could become one of our brothers instead of a instead of a slave to sin, he's now a, a free in Christ to serve you the way you deserve to be served. He said hey, who's to say as it says in verse 15 for perhaps he departed for a while for this purpose that you might receive him forever you see he's saying you know this this relationship that you had at the first was a temporary relationship where you were his master he was your slave and that there was going to come a time where he was going to die and that's all he was ever going to be which by the way in sin that's that's exactly the case that's all you're ever going to be. As you're gripped by sin, you're going to be a slave to sin, and, and throughout the slavery that you have to sin, ultimately it's going to kill you, and so you're going to die, and that's all you're going to be is a slave to sin. But he says, perhaps Onesimus was not as much running away from you, Philemon, as you were a great person who provided great care for all of your servants and did great service to your servants. He said, perhaps Philemon was running away from his sin, And bumping into me so that God could use me to to convict him of his crime and that he could come to Christ and become born again and now return to you as a profitable servant. And by the way, as he has been for me a profitable servant and so that he may serve the kingdom of God in profitable service and that you may receive him forever. So who's to say these things aren't happening in our lives for for the purpose of God causing us to bump into Him? Rather, uh, driving us to our knees in prayer rather uh, causing us to venture back into the church that we've ignored for maybe decades even, or for months or years, but now we're going through this hardship and we know that this is a place where we can come to find peace and look for a little rest. Maybe the things that are happening that we see as being so negative, maybe those things are happening in our life for the, for the purpose of becoming something extremely positive, Perhaps it's God's way of driving us from the situation of our mundane, normal, and average day to a place where it is extraordinary, where we meet God and where we learn that He's the one that keeps us. He's the one that sustains us. He's the one that makes provision for us. He's the one that... that he's the one and this is something that, that Paul is bringing out beautifully here in this verse 15. Perhaps he departed for a while for this purpose. And, and 16, that no longer as a slave, but more than a slave, a beloved brother, especially to me, but how much more to you, both in the flesh and in the Lord. So, he he departs from you for this purpose that you can receive him for forever but no longer as a slave this is not the relationship that you are to have anymore with this Onesimus no longer as a slave but more and I say this has become your brother and as he makes the point anyways That uh, my son, remember, he calls Onesimus his son. He calls Philemon his son. He says, this is your brother. Especially to me, he says, painting a little bit of a thicker picture of the connection between he and Onesimus, especially to me. But how much more to you? Because as he was very profitable to Paul, remember, Paul has has sent him back, so he knows, and he's ensuring Philemon, that he's going to be very profitable to Philemon, how much more to you, both in the flesh and in the Lord, a service to you in the flesh, and a fellow servant with you in the Lord. And then Paul points this out, if then, you have an if then statement, where the if and the then come together together, (laughs) <laughs> it's not if these things accomplished then this will happen is it's literally the if then all in one shot If then you count me as a partner receive him as you would me but if he has wronged you or he owes you anything now this is this is huge for Philemon to have to consider this because keep in mind as Onesimus comes back into the the home of his master of course the other servants are already going to have their hands on him Onesimus is going to receive this letter probably from the hand of one of his other servants because they they, they have taken everything off of the person of Onesimus and of course they're going to lead him away to whatever uh, prison quarters they have on the 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 home itself while Philemon is going to consider what punishments are going to be meted out for this Onesimus. Needless to say, as he begins to read this letter, this is what he encounters, that if you count me as a partner, then receive him as you would me. And if he has wronged you... Now, I'm certain that that Onesimus has confessed... Everything that has been done or had not been done, everything that that is that that he had done. i'm I'm certain that a confession has been made to the apostle Paul as concerning his fears for returning to Philemon for for those things done. So Paul, Brings this out, but he doesn't bring it out as an an absolute knowledge of of what he knows. Onesimus has done to Philemon, he just brings it out in this in this hypothetical world of if. So he says, "If then, of course, I separate those two. If you count me as a partner, then receive him as you would me, which is viable to the the way the statement is made." So, we we do that. If then you count me as a partner, receive him. But if he has wronged you, which I'm fairly certain that Paul knows the wrongs that have been done. He says, if he has wronged you or owes you anything, which I'm fairly certain Paul knows what is owed. He said, put that on my account. No, I will pay the price of Onesimus. Put that on my account. He said, I, Paul, in verse 19, I, Paul, am writing with my own hand. <laughs> this ain't somebody else. Th- this isn't a ghost writer. Th- this isn't uh, somebody else talking to you, Philemon. This is me. This is Paul, your father in the faith. He said, I, Paul, am writing with my own hand. I will repay, not to mention to you, by the way, now, I will repay, meaning if if Onesimus has wronged you or if he owes you anything. You put that on my account because you know, and this is your father in the faith, you know I'll pay you back. I will repay you. But then he adds this little caveat in here. He just kind of slides this in real smooth not to mention to you that you owe me your life <laughs> uh so what what do I owe you on onesimus's behalf exactly how has he wronged you and 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 what is what what do I owe you oh by the way by the way you owe me your life so what was it that I owed you again what <laughs> I love that. Not to mention to you that you owe me even your own self besides. Paul's saying, you are my servant, and I've set you free, so to speak, in the Lord Jesus Christ, and so Onesimus is also my servant and your fellow servant and your brother. So if He's wronged you, and if he owes you anything, you put that to my account, and you know that I'm good for it. You know that I'll pay it, but by the way, don't you owe me your own life? Ouch. Yes, brother. Yes, brother. Let me have joy from you in the Lord. Refresh my heart in doing what? Receiving Onesimus instead of a slave, as a fellow saint of the Lord Jesus Christ, that which is holy and separated unto God. Receive him as you would receive me, and in so doing, it will refresh my heart in the Lord, Paul says. Refresh me in having confidence, verse 21 confidence in your obedience you're going to do what I say and that's going to be refreshing for one of my sons to take in one of my other sons in obedience to what I've told you to do which by the way I can tell you because I'm your elder and I own you (laughs) that's that's exactly Paul's point with of course it sounds a whole lot better than what I just said because he's a master craftsman with his speech but that's exactly what he said let's Let's comb through all of the, the, the stuff. Let's filter Paul's speech down to this. I'm your grandpa. I led you to Christ. You owe me your life. I led this boy to Christ. He owes me his life. You're both equal. You're both my sons, which makes you brothers. So receive him, thereby fulfilling obedience to what I'm telling you to do, and that'll make me happy could have wrote that letter in a whole lot less words, couldn't we? He said uh, that I may have confidence in your obedience. He says, I write to you, knowing that you will do even more than I say. This, this is something you're going to do. But, he says, meanwhile, also prepare a guest room for me, for I trust that through your prayers I shall be granted to you. By the way, you're going to do what I tell you to do, and I want you to get a place ready for me at your house because I plan on coming to visit you, so you better make ready for me so that I can see that you have fulfilled your obedience to me as I watch you and Onesimus in fellowship and kinship as brethren, as brothers to me, your Father. I'm coming (laughs) Oh, that is too priceless. I love that. And thus he comes down and he says, uh, verse 23 to 25, in the final greeting, he says, Epaphras, my fellow prisoner in Christ Jesus, greets you, as do Mark, Aristarchus, Demas, Luke, and my fellow laborers. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit amen father we are grateful for your blessing we thank you for this day for the opportunity we have to finish off the letter of philemon and see the just the craftsmanship of this apostle of yours lord the apostle paul we thank you for the way in which he speaks for the things in which he does and for the love that he has for this Onesimus and for Philemon. And we thank you, Lord, for the love that you have for us. Unite us together now, Lord, as brethren, that we may care for one another and that we may serve one another. And it will be well with our souls in the blessed name of Jesus today. Amen. God bless you guys. Keep you guys and cause his face to shine upon you. And tomorrow is a brand new Friday with a brand new book that we'll get into and praise god find out what it'll be because i don't even know yet but we're gonna get into something so i'll see you there take care guys